Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The truth is the most convincing story that maps onto reality, and that's why the central narrative is falling apart. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You must see the central narrative for the fiction that it is. We are Americans. While elections are sometimes messy, this was a secure election. The founders began the fight for human liberty and self-governance, and it's up to us to finish the job. I tell you what, we are in a truth emergency right now. This is the end game. It's Friday, June 9th, 2023, the 870th day of dystopia. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. A warm welcome and hello to all of you listening to the podcast on the day of its release. The only way to do that is by becoming a paid subscriber at I'm your moderator.substack.com. You can do so for as little as $50 a year or $5 a month. And in doing so, you will be supporting me, the work I do, and this show as it expands. And if you can't, or you simply don't want to continue listening to the podcast for free on a wide variety of podcast platforms. And of course, rumble. All I ask is that you share it with your friends. You can find the links to the podcast, the writing, the social media, and the merch site by visiting linktree.com slash I'm your moderator. So the walls are closing in later again and also closing in now at the same time, but they're going to close in more later because they're not all the way closed in. But Donald Trump has got to feel, I mean, assuming that he is between the walls that are closing in, he's got to feel a little bit worried about those walls closing in, like eventually sometime Later on, those walls might close all the way in, trapping him between these closing walls and eventually squishing the life 
right out of him as the walls totally just run into one another, leaving no further space for Donald Trump in there. The walls are going to close in all the way, and then Trump is going to be screwed. We've been told that almost every day for almost eight years. The eight-year anniversary of Donald Trump coming down the escalator is next week, and his detractors among the world's leading and not-so-leading communists are certain that this time they have him. And it reminds me of this wonderful clip from Batman, The Dark Knight. Do I really look like a guy with a plan? You know what I am? I'm a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I caught it. You know, I just do things. So the dogs chasing the car have finally caught the car. Or perhaps they just ran out into the street to catch the car and oncoming traffic that they were not aware of is going to destroy them. It could be that one, probably will be that one. And it's probably better that you don't think of it as a dog because then that gets sad. Now, earlier this week, we talked about how all of what's happening in the crime drama, this great crime spree among the leading candidates for president of the United States of America was laying down precedent, or as my friend Just Human would say, it was creating a template, or as I've described on the show before, it was allowing the other side to paint the lines on the field, to set all of the terms, all of the rules by which we will continue playing this game. Let's get all of the rules out there, everything on the table. Let's put it out in public. Let's make sure that the public understands the bounds of this debate, of this conversation, and then game on, let's play. And I do believe that that is what we are seeing. But before we get to the Trump indictment stuff, let's talk about what else happened yesterday. We talked earlier in the week how there have been a series of incidents that Trump has previewed before they happen or that Right before an event happens, a bunch of similar information comes out that deadens the impact of the key event. And I talked about how Trump was the one who announced the Mar-a-Lago raid last year. I talked about how when the Alvin Bragg indictments came down, what was that, a month ago, two months ago? It was reported on the same day that Trump had won a case against Stormy Daniels and she owed him an additional $121,000, kind of deadens the impact of Alvin Bragg's allegations about hush money payments. The E. Jean Carroll decision came out the days leading up to that. The Internet was just flooded with interviews and quotes from E. Jean Carroll, making her look like the lunatic, the sex obsessed lunatic she is. And in the days leading up to President Trump's indictment on this documents issue, we not only have reminders about the letter Trump signed before leaving office when he declassified all of the Russiagate documents showing the complicity of so many high level regime players, including the former Democrat President Barack Obama and the Democrat Vice President Joseph Robinette Biden, who is now pretending to be the real president 
of the United States of America. And of course, we also have news coming out about Joe Biden's own corruption and his role in partnership with his son of selling out the power of his political office. And as Dan Bongino routinely and correctly notes, Joe Biden didn't actually have the power as vice president to influence foreign affairs. That would be Barack Obama's responsibility. So the political power that Joe Biden was selling overseas was ultimately Barack Obama's. Now, yesterday in the morning, before we began getting news of the Trump indictment, we got news about the FD 1023 form, the whistleblower document that the FBI had. James Comer was going to have a House vote to find Chris Ray, the director of the FBI, in contempt if he did not turn over this document, share this document. And so at the last minute on Wednesday night, that vote was canceled. The FBI and Chris Ray decided to share the document. And yesterday in the morning, that document was shared. We got some press conferences from people like MTG. Here is a brief summary from yesterday in Fox News. President Joe Biden was allegedly paid $5 million by an executive of Ukrainian natural gas firm Burisma Holdings, where his son Hunter Biden sat on the board. A confidential human source told the FBI during a June 2020 interview, sources familiar told Fox News Digital. The sources briefed Fox News Digital on the contents of the FBI generated FD 1023 form alleging a criminal bribery scheme between then Vice President Joe Biden and a foreign national that involved influence over U.S. policy decisions. The FD 1023 form dated June 30th, 2020 is the FBI's interview with a highly credible confidential source who detailed multiple meetings and conversations he or she had with a top Burisma executive over the course of several years, starting in 2015. Fox News Digital has not seen the form, but it was described by several sources who were aware of its contents. An FD 1023 form is used by FBI agents to record unverified reporting from confidential human sources. The form is used to document information as told to an FBI agent, but recording that information does not validate or weigh it against other information known by the FBI. So basically it just says the informant said this. The Burisma executive sought the advice of the confidential source, a business professional, on gaining U.S. oil rights and getting involved with a U.S. oil company, the sources familiar with the document said. The Burisma executive was speaking with the confidential source to get advice on the best way to go forward in 2015 and 2016. According to the 1023 form, the confidential human source said the Burisma executive discussed Hunter's role on the board. The confidential human source questioned why the Burisma executive needed his or her advice in acquiring access to U.S. oil if he had Hunter Biden on the board. The Burisma executive answered by referring to Hunter Biden as dumb. Well, <laughs> that kind of throws this whole thing into question because according to Joe Biden, Hunter Biden is the smartest man he knows. Now, unless Joe Biden is ill-informed on what smart is or he's lying and neither of those two things could be possible, then this executive must be wrong because Hunter Biden cannot be dumb. The Burisma executive explained to the confidential source that Burisma had to, quote, pay the Bidens because 
Ukrainian prosecutor Viktor Shokin was investigating Burisma and explained how difficult it would be to enter the U.S. market in the midst of that investigation. The confidential source further detailed that conversation, suggesting to the Burisma executive that he pay the Bidens $50,000 each, to which the Burisma executive replied, it is not 50000 it is $5 million. $5 million for one Biden, $5 million for the other Biden. The Burisma executive told the confidential human source, according to a source familiar with the document. The article goes on to fill out more of the backstory. We've discussed a little bit of this on the podcast, and I'm sure you've heard it in countless places. But just one more note. Fox News Digital has learned that the confidential human source has been used by the FBI as a regular, reliable source of information since 2010 and has been paid approximately $200,000 by the Bureau. Sources said the Burisma executive appears to be at a very, very high level of the company. One source familiar suggested the confidential source could be referring to the head of Burisma, Mikola Zlochevsky, but said the name of the Burisma executive is redacted in the document. Now, that is not the only trouble springing forth from this whistleblower. Marjorie Taylor Greene was on Laura Ingram last night and had this to say. Now, we also know that there isn't just one 1023 form that the FBI possesses. There's multiple 1023 forms. And here's what, yeah, there's more. (laughs) Oh, my God. When are we going to get our hands on those? Or are you going to get your hands on those? Next week. And this is, what, this is why I want to tell you, in what seems like an extremely dark day and where we are appalled, infuriated, disgusted, and, and just outraged over the hypocrisy of Merrick Garland bringing charges and Jack Smith bringing charges against President Trump for this document hoax. And and you're right, it's today for a reason. On this 1023 form, it references two more 1023 forms. And so our oversight committee was able to read the first one today. But next week, Chairman Comer and of course, uh, Congressman Raskin get to go in and look at two more 1023 forms. And tomorrow subpoenas go out for more banks related to Ukraine Uh, bank accounts and wire transfers. So we are moving along. And I want to tell you something really interesting. The the person referenced, their name is redacted on this 1023 form that we read today, said that it would take us 10 years, 10 years to uncover all the bank accounts and all the wire transfers involving the Bidens. Well, on oversight, we've done it in less than six months. And we really think that we're on to a lot more Now, not to doubt the skill of the oversight committee, but I'm guessing that this process was sped up not so much by their skill and instead by the fact that the Marco Polo Research Group has spent over 18 months now going through the Biden laptop and compiling the report on the Biden laptop, which includes a bunch of those financial records and the tracing of a bunch of these business connections. But the larger point is that in the morning yesterday, the country was told that there is a reliable, confidential human source who has been working with the federal law enforcement agencies for over 10 years, has been paid $200,000 because his information is reliable, 
And the whistleblower has communicated that there were these business deals, these arrangements set up for the Biden family to rake in millions and millions of dollars for their political corruption, as they have done throughout Joe Biden's five decade long career. Joe Biden was actually asked about this yesterday. Here's his response. Congresswoman Nancy Mace says there's damning evidence in the FBI file that you sold out the country. Do you have a response to congressional Republicans? Where's the money? I'm joking. Mr. President, so Joe Biden is credibly accused of accepting political bribes and selling out the country, which is something that he has done again for five decades. His response to being asked is, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> where's the money? Your claims can't be true because if your claims were true, I would have $10 million just strapped to my body. You would be able to see the $10 million. And you know that I would have the $10 million because you've seen Hunter's body and he's obviously not got $5 million strapped to him. So I would have the $10 million strapped to me. And if you can't see that $10 million, that means There was no $10 million and I was never bribed. Now that is a very interesting tactic. I guess Joe Biden thinks that political bribery and corruption works something like a game of peekaboo. Like if you can't see it, it's probably not there. You have to respect the balls that it takes to try this political strategy. The information is so damning that the best response is to act like it's all a funny joke that you aren't even paying attention to. Come on, Jack. The other guy. That's the corrupt one. Not a joke. Not a joke. Not a joke. Now, a lot of people are reacting to these events saying the Biden administration and Merrick Garland indicted Trump to cover up and distract from This Biden incident, the actual corruption gets covered up by the brand new document hoax and the indictment of a former president for the first time by the federal government. The federal government has never indicted a former president, just like a couple of months ago, there had never been any indictment of a former president. Now we have one in New York and now we have one at the federal level. Now, on the episode Wednesday, I talked about how I thought and had heard some rumors that the indictment was going to come down on Thursday. And then we got reports that afternoon that Trump's lawyers had been told an indictment was imminent. And Donald Trump responded to those reports on Truth Social, kind of throwing some cold water on those reports. He wrote, no one has told me I'm being indicted and I shouldn't be because I've done nothing wrong. But I have assumed for years that I am the target of the weaponized DOJ and FBI, starting with the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, the no collusion Mueller report, impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, the perfect Ukraine phone call and various other scams and witch hunts, a travesty of justice and election interference at a level never seen before. Republicans in Congress must make this their number one issue. So that slowed the reporting down a little bit, and then it became more clear that it was just that his lawyers had been informed that something would be happening soon. Well, just like the Mar-a-Lago raid, Donald Trump took it upon himself yesterday 
to announce that he was being indicted. As one might expect, he took to Truth Social and wrote, The corrupt Biden administration has informed my attorneys that I have been indicted, seemingly over the boxes hoax, even though Joe Biden has 1,850 boxes at the University of Delaware, additional boxes in Chinatown, D.C., with even more boxes at the University of Pennsylvania and documents strewn all over his garage floor where he parks his Corvette and which is secured by only a garage door that is paper thin and open much of the time. I've been summoned to appear at the federal courthouse in Miami on Tuesday at 3 p.m. I never thought it possible that such a thing could happen to a former president of the United States who received far more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country and is currently leading by far all candidates, both Democrat and Republican, in the polls of the 2024 presidential election. I am an innocent man. He goes on. This is indeed a dark day for the United States of America. We are a country in serious and rapid decline, but together we will make America great again. Now, he calls it a dark day, but the media isn't really referring to it as a dark day. They're all a little excited. Now they finally feel like they've caught that car. What are we going to do with it? We have Donald Trump between those walls. The walls are closing in this time. I think we really do have him, but they don't really seem to be reacting like that either. It's a little bit of excitement. They want all the MAGA supporters. They want Trump's supporters to know that Donald Trump is in big, big trouble. And now is the time where finally they have to turn their backs on Donald Trump and just move on. Trump is going to be out of the picture, guys. It's time to move on. They're all trying to be very serious fact guys and analyze the situation. How is this going to affect the race for president in 2024? Hey, Jim, tell us your four thoughts that everybody else has. Hey, Kristen, tell everybody your three thoughts that everybody else has. Oh, it might affect him and it also might not affect him. It really depends on how serious the charges in the indictment are and how his base is going to respond. Maybe this is the time that his base will leave him, but maybe not. We've seen his base stick by him before with all sorts of terrible charges. Maybe this is the time that they finally give up on him. We all know how serious Jack Smith is before there were just these little charges and these civil trials and that thing in New York. But now it's a federal indictment by the DOJ and Jack Smith. Did you know that Jack Smith has a beard and looks like he means all business? Oh, well, that's very interesting, Jim. I guess we're going to have to wait and see how the polls respond. Are the polls going to go up for Trump again like they did under Alvin Bragg? Or are they going to go down? And maybe this is Ron DeSantis's chance or maybe even one of the other candidates. My goodness, it's going to be so interesting to see how all of this unfolds. Like, okay, okay, but is it a dark day? Or is the dark day only when we have things like the very violent insurrection or when Donald Trump might question the outcome of an election? I know those are dark days that violate our norms, but this isn't one of them. This is just a former president being indicted by an illegitimately seated president and his DOJ over a totally nothing issue that virtually no one can describe as a crime. 
That's not a dark day. This is just proof that no one is above the law, which means that we don't have a two-tiered system of justice. This is the justice system working at its highest level. This is its perfect form. But who knows the outcome? Donald Trump, oh, he's very slippery. And it's very hard to indict former presidents on charges like these that still no one knows. Anything could happen. We'd better just worry and continue analyzing it based on polls that, you know, aren't true. Is Joe Biden's obvious and blatant political corruption through his son with just endless proof of rampant depravity and political corruption important? No. What's important is that Donald Trump had these documents that he just was not allowed to have, and he was just waving them around at Mar-a-Lago saying, hey, everybody, look at me. I used to be president. Did you guys know that I used to be president? The guy that owns this whole resort where everyone is right now. Did you guys all know that I used to be president? Well, (laughs) if you don't believe me, You will after I wave around these classified documents, just showing them off to everybody, threatening national security. Ooh, just tempting fate. Come get me, Jack Smith. (laughs) Donald Trump just down there impressing people with his ability to wave documents around. Imprison him. (laughs) Joe Biden's millions and millions of dollars from foreign governments. No big deal. Donald Trump waves around some document about Iran or really anything because nobody knows. Yeah. Imprison him. Here's how The Hill covered it. Their headline last night, Trump says he's been indicted in classified documents probe. So it's not Trump has been indicted. It's Trump says he's been indicted. Former President Trump said Thursday that his legal team has been told he's been indicted in an investigation into his handling of classified documents. Trump posted on Truth Social that he has been summoned to appear in federal court in Miami on Tuesday afternoon. One of Trump's attorneys in the matter, Jim Trusty, confirmed the indictment during a late Thursday appearance on CNN, indicating that the former president is facing charges on seven counts, including for violations of the Espionage Act and obstruction of justice. Special counsel Jack Smith has been overseeing the investigation into Trump's handling of classified documents since he was appointed to the role in November. Trump's attorneys met earlier this week with Justice Department officials, including Smith. Experts widely viewed the meeting as a sign that Smith's investigation was winding down. The National Archives spent months seeking the return of presidential records after Trump left office with Trump's team eventually turning over a tranche that included nearly 200 classified records. Just as an aside, the Gateway Pundit noted in an article today, the president's handling of classified documents is settled law. Far-left D.C. Judge Amy Berman Jackson ruled in 2012 that there is no provision in the Presidential Records Act that gives the National Archives the power to seize records from a former president. They point out the relevant section that says specifically, NARA lacks any right, duty, or means to seize control of them. 
But we are told NARA had every right to get those documents from Donald Trump. And because he hadn't turned the documents over fast enough, the whole thing became a crime. Back to the article in The Hill. That ignited the Justice Department investigation that included a subpoena for records and eventually spurred the August 2022 search of Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence in Florida, where the FBI found more than 100 additional classified records, or so they claim. Trump's team in June had turned over just 38 classified records when asked to hand over any remaining classified materials. The warrant the FBI secured to search the property indicated that they expected to find evidence to support violations of the Espionage Act and obstruction of justice. Trusty said those charges were included on what he described as a summons rather than an indictment, along with charges for making a false statement. Also included was a charge under a statute dealing with witness tampering which covers obstruction of an official proceeding, a charge leveled against numerous January 6th defendants. He said he also believes a conspiracy count is included among the charges, an indication others would face charges in the probe. He's going to show up, Trusty said, of Trump's Tuesday summons. Look, he knows he's innocent. He knows this is garbage. He knows there's fundamental flaws with each one of the counts that they're apparently putting in this indictment, his lawyer said. And he knows that the whole process, starting from the archivist, was a corrupt and politicized one. So he's not shrinking from the fight. He's disappointed that this is where we are as a country. Trustee declined to answer when the Justice Department told Trump he was a target of the investigation, but added, let me just put it to you this way. Witnesses don't have raids at their houses. We've known he's a target. The special counsel's office declined to comment while the larger Justice Department did not respond to a request for comment. The White House said it had no advance notice of the Trump indictment and learned of the news from the media reports. And of course, the media learned everything from Donald Trump. Now, speaking of Jim Trusty, he was on ABC with George Stephanopoulos this morning. So let's take a second and check that out. But doesn't the president, don't you believe in the principle that no person is above the law? If the president committed the same crime that someone else did, shouldn't he be charged? No person is below the law. That's really the issue here. I mean, you've got these investigations in Delaware that are a thousand times more serious by a sitting president who has authorized his DOJ to try to sink the candidacy of his prime opposition while that guy has unsecured documents that he stole out of a skiff dozens of years ago so look you know we're not talking what about some talking sort of about, favoritism what are you talking about that is a ridiculous statement uh, there's this issue <laughs> nice try there's an issue that anyone that reads any newspapers would agree is a parallel track which is the delaware document scandal of joe biden where there's a special counsel rob her that's investigating it you know that there were documents that were sensitive that were marked classified found in a garage near a corvette that made their way through chinatown through the penn biden center there's 1850 boxes that have never been fully looked at at university of delaware you have the ultimate unclean hands of a current sitting president who had no declassification had none of the protections of President Trump and who literally had to have stolen stuff from a skiff. Even Dick Durbin has commented about how this was an outrageous possession of classified material by Vice President at that point, Joe Biden. So 
That's what we're talking about. You can scoff and act like there's nothing to it, but the whole country knows the basic notion of unequal treatment and fairness, and that's what's at issue with this prosecution. I think that is certainly what is at issue. We will see how it plays out because I don't think you have the evidence to back up any of the charges you just made. Mr. Trustee, thank you very much. So former Clinton stooge George Stephanopoulos seems to be having a bad time, but there has been a new wrinkle Today, since that appearance by trustee on George Stephanopoulos, this just came down midday. Daily Mail has it. Two Trump top lawyers resigned just hours after his indictment. Jim trustee, who went on TV tearing into the Biden administration, suddenly steps down with John Rowley and will be replaced by defense attorney leading Stormy Daniels case. A pair of lawyers for former President Donald Trump announced they were leaving his defense team just hours after he was indicted on classified documents and obstruction charges. The lawyers, Jim Trusty and John Rowley, announced their move in a statement soon after Trump issued a post thanking them for their work and saying he would be announcing additional lawyers in the coming days without saying who they were. This morning, we tendered our resignations as counsel to President Trump, and we will no longer represent him on either the indicted case or the January 6th investigation, said Trustee and Rowley without further explanation for the reasons. It has been an honor to have spent the last year defending him, and we know he will be vindicated in his battle against the Biden administration's partisan weaponization of the American justice system, they said. But back to the Hill article so that we can get the full official story from the central narrative on the record, because you gotta know what the regime wants you to believe in order to figure out where all the holes in their story are. The notice to appear in Miami comes after the Justice Department recently began bringing witnesses before a grand jury there and could suggest it plans to pursue a broad case against Trump. Much of the activity to support both the Espionage Act and obstruction of justice occurred in Florida. Doing so could also shield the prosecution from legal challenges based on bringing the charge in an improper venue as defendants have a right to face trial in the location where the alleged crime occurred. Now, it turns out that right as I'm recording this episode, the Trump indictment is unsealed and available on the internet for our viewing pleasure. We'll go through that in just a second. NBC News summarizes it this way. Trump faces 37 counts on seven charges. Trump faces 31 counts of willful retention of national defense information, one count of conspiracy to obstruct justice, a count of withholding a document or record, a count of corruptly concealing a document or record, a count of concealing a document in a federal investigation, a count of scheming to conceal, and a count of false statements and representations. Each of the charges carries a maximum fine of $250,000 and prison time of five to 20 years. So Trump is going to owe them a million billion bazillion dollars and spend the next 240 years in prison. But let's go through the charging section of the indictment. Let's see what the counts are. Counts one to 31. Willful retention of national defense information, 18 U.S. Code Section 793E. 
The general allegations of this indictment are realleged and fully incorporated here by reference. Honor about the dates set forth in the table below in Palm Beach County in the Southern District of Florida and elsewhere. The defendant, Donald J. Trump, having authorized possession of access to and control over documents relating to the national defense, did willfully retain the documents and failed to deliver them to the officer and employee of the United States entitled to receive them. That is Trump without authorization retained at the Mar-a-Lago club documents relating to the national defense, including the following. Now in the indictment, It says that Donald Trump ceased to be president at noon on January 20th, 2021. So the dates on all of these counts of willful retention of national defense information are January 20th, 2021 through August 8th, 2022, the date of the Mar-a-Lago raid, except for counts 22 through 31 that end on June 3rd, 2022. So it was illegal for Trump to have them up until June 3rd. And then apparently he, what, gave them back? But he's still in big, big trouble for having them in the first place, of course. For each entry, it lists the classification marking of the document. And we are to assume, and you know the media will assume, that all of these documents remained at that classification while Trump had them and that he had not declassified them. But again, we're not talking about the Presidential Records Act here. We're talking about the Espionage Act. Here is what Wikipedia has to say about the Espionage Act of 1917. It's a federal law enacted on June 15th, 1917, shortly after the United States entered World War One. It has been amended numerous times over the years. It was intended to prohibit interference with military operations or recruitment to prevent insubordination in the military and to prevent the support of United States enemies during wartime. In 1919, the Supreme Court of the United States unanimously ruled through Schenck versus United States that the act did not violate the freedom of speech of those convicted under its provisions. The constitutionality of the law, its relationship to free speech, and the meaning of its language have been contested in court ever since. So a law of questionable meaning, interpretation, and constitutionality is being used to indict the former president of the United States the first time a former president has ever been federally indicted. But let's take a look at these here documents. Counts 1 through 31. What does he have? A document dated May 3rd, 2018 concerning White House intelligence briefing related to various foreign countries. A document dated May 9th, 2018 concerning White House intelligence briefing related to various foreign countries. An undated document concerning military capabilities of a foreign country and the United States with handwritten annotation in black marker. Oh, that's like when he drew the hurricane path. Document dated May 6th, 2019, concerning White House intelligence briefing related to foreign countries, including military activities and planning of foreign countries. A document dated June 2020 concerning nuclear capabilities of a foreign country. Ooh, that sounds like the Washington Post nailed it last August. Donald Trump was trading our nuclear secrets. A document dated June 4th, 2020 
concerning White House intelligence briefing related to foreign countries. There's a lot of those. A document dated October 21st, 2018, concerning communications with a leader of a foreign country. Document dated October 4th, 2019, concerning military capabilities of a foreign country. An undated document concerning military attacks by a foreign country. A document dated November 2017 concerning military capabilities of a foreign country. And it just keeps going on like this. An undated document concerning military contingency planning of the United States. Pages of an undated document concerning projected regional military capabilities of a foreign country and the United States. Undated documents concerning military capabilities of a foreign country and the United States. Concerning military options of a foreign country and potential effects on U.S. interests. A document dated February 2020 concerning policies in a foreign country. A document dated December 2019 concerning foreign country support of terrorist acts against United States interests. A document dated January 2020 concerning military capabilities of a foreign country. A document dated March 2020 concerning military operations against the United States forces and others. An undated document concerning nuclear weaponry of the United States. Ooh. An undated document concerning the timeline and details of an attack in a foreign country. Undated document concerning military capabilities of foreign countries. Document dated August 2019 concerning regional military activity of a foreign country. And they all pretty much go exactly like that. Count 32, conspiracy to obstruct justice from on or about May 11th, 2022 through in or around August 2022 in Palm Beach County in the Southern District of Florida and elsewhere. The defendants, Donald J. Trump and Waltine Nauta, did knowingly combine, conspire, confederate and agree with each other and with others known and unknown to the grand jury to engage in misleading conduct toward another person and corruptly persuade another person to withhold a record, document, and other object from an official proceeding in violation of 18 U.S. Code Section 1512, Subsection B2A, and to corruptly conceal a record, document, and other object form from an official proceeding in violation of 18 U.S. Code Section 1512. The purpose of the conspiracy was for Trump to keep classified documents he had taken with him from the White House and to hide and conceal them from a federal grand jury. So Trump and his valet conspired to withhold documents from a federal grand jury. The manner and means by which the defendant sought to accomplish the objects and purpose of the conspiracy included, among other things, the following suggesting that Trump attorney one falsely represented the FBI and grand jury that Trump did not have the documents called for by the May 11th subpoena. So they're going to lie about it. That was a B moving boxes of documents to conceal them from Trump attorney one, the FBI and the grand jury. So Trump and Nauta conspired to move boxes and conceal them from Trump's attorney, the FBI and the grand jury. C suggesting that Trump attorney one hide or destroy documents called for by the May 11th subpoena D providing to the FBI and grand jury, just some of the documents called for by the May 11th subpoena while Trump claimed he was cooperating fully 
Ooh, that Trump. He only gave them some of what they wanted and held back other things that they wanted knowingly for sure. He did it because he's a bad, bad man. E causing a false certification to be submitted to the FBI and grand jury representing that all documents with classification markings had been produced when in fact they had not and F making false and misleading statements to the FBI. Count 33. From on or about May 11th, 2022 through in or around August 2022 in Palm Beach County in the Southern District of Florida and elsewhere, the defendants, Donald J. Trump and Waltine Nauta. Imagine being named Waltine. I mean, no offense to this guy. I hope that he likes his name and has had a wonderful life. And, you know, if he gets to hang out with Trump at Mar-a-Lago, it couldn't have gone all that bad. But come on, don't name your child Waltine. Sounds like you tried to name him Walter, but were just obsessed with saltine crackers and you combined them. That's not a good idea. Someone should have a conversation with Mr. and Mrs. Nauta about what they were thinking. So they did knowingly engage in misleading conduct toward another person and knowingly corruptly persuade an attempt to persuade another person with intent to cause and induce any person to withhold a record document and other object from an official proceeding. That is, Trump attempted to persuade Trump attorney one to hide and conceal documents from a federal grand jury and Trump and Nada misled Trump attorney one by moving boxes that contained documents with classification markings so that Trump attorney one would not find the documents and produce them to a federal grand jury. So Trump was hiding stuff from his own lawyers because he knew that if his lawyers got their hands on that stuff, they would turn them over to the federal grand jury and then Trump would be in big, big trouble. Count 34 corruptly concealing a document or record. Donald Trump and Waltine Nauta did corruptly conceal a record document and other object and attempted to do so with the intent to impair the object's integrity and availability for use in an official proceeding. That is Trump and Nauta hid and concealed boxes that contained documents with classification markings from Trump attorney one so that Trump attorney one would not find the documents and produce them to a federal grand jury. Count 35. Trump and Nauta did knowingly conceal, cover up, falsify, and make a false entry in any record, document, and tangible object with intent to impede, obstruct, and influence the investigation and proper administration of any matter within the jurisdiction of a department and agency of the United States and in relation to and contemplation of any such matter, that is, during a federal criminal investigation being conducted by the FBI, Trump and Nauta hid, concealed, and covered up from the FBI, Trump's continued possession of documents with classification markings at the Mar-a-Lago Club, and Trump caused a false certification to be submitted to the FBI. So people signed off on the fact that the documents were all turned over, but Trump and Nada hid these documents, which caused a false certification. And you have to start wondering at some point whether or not Jim Trusty and the other attorney, John Rowley, are somehow involved with all of this at a different level than we currently understand. Because all of these counts and charges seem to be heading in the direction of making the claim that Trump hid all this stuff from his lawyers, causing his lawyers 
to do something wrong, and he conspired with his valet to do this. They can't get him on having these records in the first place, but they can get him, they think, on how he handled these records once they were subpoenaed, once they were asked for by NARA. Count 36, Donald Trump and Waltine Nauta in a matter within the jurisdiction of the judicial branch and executive branch of the United States government did knowingly and willfully falsify, conceal, and cover up by any trick, scheme, and device a material fact. That is, during a federal grand jury investigation and a federal criminal investigation being conducted by the FBI, Trump and Nauta hidden concealed from the grand jury and the FBI Trump's continued possession of documents with classified markings. Count 37. Donald Trump, in a matter within the jurisdiction of the judicial branch and executive branch of the United States government, did knowingly and willfully make and cause to be made a material false, fictitious, and fraudulent statement and representation that is during a federal grand jury investigation and a federal criminal investigation being conducted by the FBI, Trump caused the following false statements and representations to be made to the grand jury and the FBI in a sworn certification executed by Trump attorney three. A diligent search was conducted of the boxes that were moved from the White House to Florida. Trump convinced them to sign off on that, but it wasn't true. Also, this search was conducted after receipt of the subpoena in order to locate any and all documents that are responsive to the subpoena and see any and all responsive documents accompany this certification. The statements and representations set forth above were false as Trump knew because Trump had directed that boxes be removed from the storage room before Trump attorney one conducted the June 22nd, 2022 search for documents with classification markings so that Trump attorney one's search would not and did not include all of Trump's boxes that were removed from the White House. Trump attorney one's search would not and did not locate all documents responsive to the May 11th subpoena and all responsive documents were not provided to the FBI and the grand jury with the certification. In fact, after June 3rd, 2022, more than 100 documents with classification markings remained at the Mar-a-Lago Club until the FBI search on August 8th, 2022. So they were supposed to have everything by June 3rd and they did not, even though Trump's attorneys signed off that they had given everything over. Why did they do that? Because Donald Trump and his valet had tricked them into believing that they moved boxes to another location. Eventually, someone caught on to their little ruse and the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago to secure the rest of these documents. And finally, count 38 false statements and representations. On May 26th, 2022, Nauta participated in a voluntary interview with the FBI. During the interview, the FBI explained to Nauta that the FBI was investigating how classified documents had been kept at the Mar-a-Lago Club, and the FBI asked Nauta questions about the location and movement of Trump's boxes before Trump provided 15 boxes to Nara on January 17th, 2022. Nauta was represented by counsel, and the FBI advised Nauta that the interview was voluntary and that he could leave at any time. 
The FBI also advised NADA that it was a criminal offense to lie to the FBI. The interview was recorded. On or about May 26, 2022, Waltine Nauta, in a matter within the jurisdiction of the executive branch of the United States government, did knowingly and willfully make a materially false, fictitious, and fraudulent statement and representation. That is, in a voluntary interview during a federal criminal investigation being conducted by the FBI, Nauta was asked the following questions and gave the following false answers. Does any Are you aware of any boxes being brought to his home, his suite? Nada said no. All right. So to the best of your knowledge, you're saying that those boxes that you brought onto the truck, first time you ever laid eyes on them was just the day of when Trump employee two needed you to. Nada says yes, cutting him off. The questioner finishes to take them. Okay. In knowing that we're trying to track the life of these boxes and where they could have been kept and stored and all that kind of stuff, do you have any information that could, that would, that could help us understand like where they were kept, how they were kept, were they secured, were they locked? Something that makes the intelligence community feel better about these things, you know? Nada says, I wish, I wish I could tell you. I don't know. I don't. I honestly just don't know. And what? So you only saw the 15 boxes, 15, 17 boxes, the day of the move, even they just showed up that day. He says they were in Pine Hall. Trump employee two just asked me, hey, can we move some boxes? Okay. And I was like, okay. So you didn't know, had no idea how they got there before. Nada says no. The underscored statements and representations above were false as Nada knew because Nada did in fact know that the boxes in Pine Hall had come from the storage room as Nada himself, with the assistance of Trump employee two, had moved the boxes from the storage room to Pine Hall and Nada had observed the boxes and moved them to various locations at the Mar-a-Lago Club. And so that's it. Those are the indictments and charges by the federal government, by the special counsel of the Department of Justice against a president for the first time ever. A man who is referred to as Trump's valet conspired with Donald Trump to move boxes at Mar-a-Lago. The boxes had classified documents in them and they were moved. We are being told with intent, willfully and knowingly being moved to keep these documents, these boxes away from not only NARA and the FBI and federal investigators, but also from Trump's own lawyers who Trump and NADA together conspired to trick. This here is the crime, the first federal indictment of a president. So let's get into a bit of what the media is saying about all this. NBC News and all of the mainstream sites have been doing minute by minute updates on all of this. And so let's go through a few of these from NBC News. Trump alleged to have asked his attorney to hide or destroy subpoena documents. We are informed that Joe Biden has not yet spoken to Merrick Garland. In the indictment, it says Trump showed classified documents to others on two occasions in 2021. The details on that. The indictment said that the former president showed classified documents to two other people on two occasions in 2021. The first time was in July 2021 at Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster, New Jersey. 
during an audio recorded meeting, quote, with a writer, a publisher and two members of his staff, none of whom possessed a security clearance, the filing said. So Trump just waving his documents around being like, look at me, look at me. Did you know I was president? The former president, quote, showed and described a plan of attack that he said was prepared for him by the Department of Defense and a senior military official. The indictment said he, quote, told the individuals that the plan was highly confidential and secret. During that meeting, Trump also acknowledged that he could have declassified the document as president. Now I can't, you know, but this is still a secret, he told the group, according to the indictment. In August or September 2021, also at Bedminster, Trump showed a representative of his political action committee, quote, who did not possess a security clearance, a classified map relating to a military operation and told the representative that he should not be showing it to the representative and that the representative should not get too close. The indictment said the indictment claims that Trump did not inform the secret service that he was storing classified docs at Mar-a-Lago secret service agents provided protection services to Trump and his family after he left office, including at Mar-a-Lago, but prosecutors say the agency was not responsible for the protection of Trump's boxes. According to the indictment, Trump did not inform the Secret Service that he was storing boxes containing classified documents at the Mar-a-Lago club, the indictment said. NBC News reported earlier this week that about two dozen Secret Service agents had been subpoenaed or appeared before a Washington federal grand jury in the case of Trump's handling of classified documents. The indictment runs through multiple statements Donald Trump made on the campaign trail in 2016. I imagine these are included to make it clear that Donald Trump knew he was doing something very, very bad. The classified documents that Trump stored at Mar-a-Lago included information, quote, regarding defense and weapons capabilities of both the United States and foreign countries end quote, as well as on U.S. nuclear programs, according to the indictment. Prosecutors also said the classified documents included information about, quote, potential vulnerabilities of the United States and its allies to military attack and, quote, plans for possible retaliation in response to a foreign attack. The unauthorized disclosure of these classified documents could put at risk the national security of the United States, foreign relations, the safety of the United States military and human sources and the continued viability of sensitive intelligence collection methods, the indictment said. So Trump has endangered all of us with his irresponsible handling of these documents. Nada, the Trump employee facing criminal charges along with his boss, walked into a storage room at Mar-a-Lago on December 7th, 2021, only to find various papers strewn on the floor, including one marked secret, according to the newly unsealed indictment. The document contained markings indicating it could be viewed only by members of the Five Eyes intelligence agencies, the United States, the UK, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, the indictment said. Upon seeing the mess, Nada took photos and texted them to another Trump employee. One of the photos shows a classified document, the indictment alleged. Oh, no. Oh, no. The unnamed second Trump employee responded. So the drama intensifies. The indictment recounted an interaction between Trump and one of his lawyers, Trump attorney one, when they were discussing what to do with a folder containing documents with classified markings. 
the lawyer recounted that Trump made a plucking motion that seemed to indicate the lawyer should just remove the incriminating papers. That's what a plucking motion is, right? Just ah, take that one out. He made a funny motion as though, well, okay, why don't you take them with you to your hotel room? And if there's anything really bad in there, like, you know, pluck it out, the lawyer said. And that was the motion he made. He didn't say that. Well, that is a lot to assume from a small plucking motion. Jonathan Turley, a constitutional law expert who drew national attention when he became the lone Republican witness to testify during the first Trump impeachment hearings, appeared on Fox News this afternoon and described the newly unsealed federal indictment as extremely damning. This is not an indictment that you can dismiss, said Turley, who is a regular analyst on Fox News and tends to provide analysis that is more favorable to the former president. And by more favorable, they don't mean that Turley is somehow on Trump's side. Turley is a liberal who used to be a regular on Rachel Maddow's show. He just doesn't toe the line for the regime and the mainstream media, which means that he is somehow a Trump ally. Now, earlier when Trump heard about the inclusion of Walt Nauta, he wrote this on Truth Social. I've just learned that the thugs from the Department of Injustice will be indicting a wonderful man, Walt Nauta, a member of the U.S. Navy who proudly served with me in the White House, retired as senior chief, and then transitioned into private life as a personal aide. He has done a fantastic job. They are trying to destroy his life like the lives of so many others, hoping that he will say bad things about Trump. He is strong, brave, and a great patriot. The FBI and DOJ are corrupt. Now, the other night, Trump said this on Truth Social. Shocking. One of the prosecutors at the Department of Injustice was reportedly so obsessed with getting Trump that he tried to bribe and intimidate a lawyer representing someone being targeted and harassed to falsely accuse and fabricate a story about President Donald J. Trump and a crime that doesn't exist. This criminal and salacious act from within the DOJ has brought shame and embarrassment to this once great and respected institution. Because of this, there is now extreme turmoil inside the DOJ. A top overzealous and dishonest DOJ prosecutor offered a witness's lawyer an important judgeship in the Biden administration if his client flips on President Trump, who has done nothing wrong. The highly respected lawyer was incensed and disgusted at this corrupt and illegal offer. The fake case against me must be immediately dropped, and the inspector general should launch an investigation into this and the many other all too obvious wrongdoings and crimes taking place at the DOJ and the FBI. And you have to wonder if the attorney wasn't the attorney representing Nauta because Nauta seems to fit the description about someone being targeted and harassed. That's kind of how Trump describes Nauta today. Cash Patel was on Fox News this morning talking about some of these claims of corruption inside the DOJ and inside the Jack Smith investigation. Just keep in mind that he's saying this before the indictment was unsealed. Simpler than that. It's what charges have they levied based on what laws? They're opposing the Espionage Act versus 
the Presidential Records Act. The latter supersedes the former. So it doesn't matter where they were and who moved them and how if President Trump is the recipient of those as president of the United States when he left the White House. It's a pretty simple matter. What I'd like to talk about is some of the lawyers on Jack Smith's special counsel team. Remember, Jack Smith is the one who spearheaded the Bob McDonald case and got shellacked by the Supreme Court 9 to 0. Governor of Virginia. His deputy special counsel is Karen Gilbert, who is one of the most corrupt prosecutors to ever come out of the Southern District of Miami. Right. A couple of other things. Uh, Jack Smith, we heard all about his investigation. It was very public who he was bringing in. Now, why did he choose to go so public with what he was doing? Why do we get all these leaks out of his camp? Well, it's the same playbook that the FBI and DOJ have run, whether it's Russiagate, impeachment one, impeachment two, Jan six, what have you. If it favors a story that helps push their narrative, they leak the information relentlessly, whether it's classified or not. And what they don't leak are their evidence of are their actions of corruption by the prosecutors bringing this case. And let me give you an example. The lead prosecutor, Karen Gilbert, who is likely to be the trial attorney in the Southern District of Florida in 2009, was so reprimanded in a narcotics trafficking case that she had to retire from her position. And years later, she was promoted upwards at the DOJ. And now you find, and don't believe me, go to the Ali Shagan case from 2009 and Judge Gold in the Federal District of the Southern District of Florida and look up Karen Gilbert. This is, she is, uh, the Weissman to Jack Smith, and she has been pulling the reins on this investigation. And she was called one of the most corrupt people to guess what? She wiretapped the defense lawyer's investigative office to eavesdrop on the conversation between the defense attorney and the investigator. And before she got slapped by the courts, she resigned from her position. This person is leading this prosecution. Have you talked to President Trump? Have you asked him, was this worth it? I mean, why even take these documents? So there is a lot going on here on both sides. And there is currently no reason to believe that any of this is serious, despite what Jonathan Turley is saying. Maybe all of these claims would be serious under normal, serious circumstances. But after eight years of failed efforts to get Trump and eight years of being told that the walls are closing in, these desperate attempts to create crimes where crimes do not exist in order to get Trump are impossible to take seriously. We will probably find out that these documents were in fact declassified and we will probably find out that Trump did not in fact conspire to hide these documents. From what we know right now, this story has all the makings of a story that is going to fall apart completely and only come back to haunt the people bringing it and the people in the media and elsewhere backing it and screaming about how the walls have finally closed in. This is what happens every time. There's no reason to believe it's going to be different this time. We are going to learn all sorts of things about what Trump should have done and what Trump should not have done. And then we will eventually find out that Trump didn't do the things that he should not have done. And then once we have all the lines painted on the field, all the rules written down in the rule book, we can play the game. And that game will likely be played by finding out that Joe Biden did absolutely all of the things they're trying to get Trump for. 
Joe Biden has a far bigger document scandal at hand than Donald Trump does. I would imagine that Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama are more worried right now than Donald Trump is for the reasons that James Comey listed in the interview he did with Jen Psaki. If Donald Trump becomes president again, they are all going down. Does anyone actually believe that after all of this, Donald Trump is going to end up being the one in trouble? Of course not. Now, I was going to go through a bunch of the reactions to the Trump indictment. I'll share just a couple that seem like they might have some play in the future. There are people getting Donald Trump's back in major ways. Rick Scott from Florida said Biden is single handedly destroying the justice system in America. After tonight, Biden will go down as the most corrupt and despotic president in our nation's history. On the day his five million dollar bribe is exposed to the public, his DOJ indicts Trump for something he himself has done. Representative Jim Banks said they know Donald Trump is going to win and they're terrified. And of course, Ron DeSantis, the very serious candidate for the Republican nomination for president, said the weaponization of federal law enforcement represents a mortal threat to a free society. We have for years witnessed an uneven application of the law, depending upon political affiliation. Why so zealous in pursuing Trump yet so passive about Hillary or Hunter? The DeSantis administration will bring accountability to the DOJ, excise political bias and end weaponization once and for all. Yeah, sure you will, Ron, the DeSantis administration. Well, no one believes that's ever going to exist. So that is nonsense. I don't know who is doing the messaging for Ron, but another swing and a miss, guys. A lot of Republicans on Donald Trump's side have been saying that the rest of the Republican candidates need to either pause their campaign or end their campaign and rally around Donald Trump since he is obviously the target of this illegitimate government. Now, I don't expect anyone to actually do that, but in terms of messaging, this is very good and very strong. It is essentially a direct moral claim that this is what must be done because of these extraordinary and dire circumstances, there is no Republican challenger with even the slightest chance of overcoming Donald Trump because they have no ability to remove MAGA supporters from supporting Donald Trump. It just cannot and will not happen. And I don't understand what it is about normie Republicans who think otherwise. Donald Trump's supporters are not going to switch to Ron DeSantis or anyone else. There is no chance that Ron DeSantis wins based on that fact alone. The Donald Trump base in the Republican Party is more than 50% of the Republican Party. The Donald Trump base in this country is probably more than 50% of the entire country right now, and it's sure going to be in 17 months. But they're not leaving Trump. More people come to Trump's side the more this stuff keeps happening, and the loyalty to Trump among his base continues to rise as more of this stuff happens. No one else has even a slight chance and they would be served by ending their campaigns and supporting Donald Trump 
because their failure to do that shows them to be aligned with the regime. They want to take advantage of this situation. They've already struck out failing to take election fraud into account in starting their campaigns. This is just another step of that. These people are not patriotic Americans acting in good faith. At best, they are an information op to fortify the public narrative around Donald Trump and Donald Trump's candidacy. But if they're not that, then they're nothing more than clownish regime stooges whose political careers are coming to a fast end along with the regime. Now, to wrap all this up, I am going to play Donald Trump's video statement from yesterday. I had so much more prepared. I'm not going to get to it. We'll just allow this story to develop over the weekend, and we'll come back on Monday to talk more about it, I'm sure. This is Donald Trump's response to the indictments, or maybe it's more properly stated as Donald Trump's own announcement of these indictments. Very sadly, we're a nation in decline, and yet they go after a popular president, a president that got more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country, by far, and did much better the second time in the election than the first. And they go after him on a boxes hoax, just like the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, and all of the others, this has been going on for seven years, they can't stop because it's election interference at the highest level. There's never been anything like what's happened. I'm an innocent man, I'm an innocent person. Uh, they had the Mueller hoax, the Mueller report, and that came out, no collusion after two and a half years. That was set up by Hillary Clinton and Democrats, but this is what they do, this is what they do so well. If they would devote their energies to honesty and integrity, would be a lot better for our country. They could do a lot better. They could do a lot of great things. But when you look at what's happened to our country in the last three years, we were energy independent. We had a strong military that wasn't woke. We were doing so well. We were respected all over the world. We got the biggest tax cuts in history, biggest regulation cuts in history. And what do you do? You have a president where an election was taken got more votes than any sitting president in history by far, never anything even close. And they come after me because now we're leading in the polls again by a lot against Biden and against the Republicans by a lot, but we're leading against Biden by a lot, a tremendous amount. And we went up to a level that they figured the way they're gonna stop us is by using what's called warfare. And that's what it is. This is warfare for the law and we can't let it happen. We can't let it happen. Our country is going to hell. And they come after Donald Trump, weaponizing the Justice Department, weaponizing the FBI. We can't let this continue to go on because it's ripping our country to shreds. We have such big problems, and this shouldn't be one of them. It's a hoax. The whole thing is a hoax. Just like Russia, 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 just like the fake dossier was a hoax. You saw the Durham report, you saw the Mueller report. It was all a big hoax. You had two impeachments and they lost and we won. And we had tremendous support, but that was a hoax and a scam. And now they're doing it again. It's just a continuation, seven years, even after I'm out. 
but it's called election interference. They're trying to destroy your reputation so they can win an election. That's just as bad as doing any of the other things that have been done over the last number of years and especially during the 2020 election. So I just want to tell you, I'm an innocent man. I did nothing wrong. And we will fight this out just like we've been fighting for seven years. It would be wonderful if we could f devote our full time to making America great again. And that's exactly what we did. But now, again, our country is in decline. We're a failing nation. And this is what they do. I'm an innocent man. We will prove that again. Seven years of proving it. And here we go again. Very unfair. But that's the way it is. I just want to thank everybody. We are doing something very special for our country. We're putting America first. I always put America first. And that's why we were in a position. Unfortunately, that position is no longer valid because they've done such a poor job. But we're in a position where we're going to make America great again. Uh, I'm innocent and we will prove that very, very soundly and hopefully very quickly. Thank you very much. So Donald Trump recorded that video in front of a painting called The Doctrine of Monroe. And that obviously suggests the Monroe Doctrine. Here's what Wikipedia has to say about the Monroe Doctrine. The Monroe Doctrine is a United States foreign policy position that opposes European colonialism in the Western Hemisphere. It holds that any intervention in the political affairs of the Americas by foreign powers is a potentially hostile act against the United States. The doctrine was central to American foreign policy for much of the 19th and 20th centuries. Now, have foreign powers been involved in influencing and intervening in the political affairs of the United States? Well, yeah, you got COVID, you got stolen elections, you've got all sorts of interference in U.S. political affairs by foreign nations, many of them facilitated by regime politicians in our country and in the illegitimate administration. So we'll see if some of that comes into play as this whole issue develops. Donald Trump, for his part, is out playing golf today. And this weekend, he is going to be making two appearances at separate state GOP events over the weekend in Georgia and in North Carolina. And that Georgia event is the one where America first Republicans in Georgia are basically taking over the Republican Party of Georgia. So that's going to be interesting. Trump does not seem to be slowing down at all. I am not worried about this. You should not be worried about this. Do not pay attention to the TV when it says this is a historic event. What is going to happen to the president? What is going to happen to the 2024 election and all the polls? What is the point of worrying about any of that? 17 months from now, things are not going to look as they do now. We are in very strange times. These are not normal political times. Do not adopt any of this analysis that you hear that assumes everything is just normal now. We have a legitimate president in office. The FBI and DOJ are just doing things that are within the scope of what they're supposed to do. Don't assume any of that. Any analysis that includes 
those ideas as assumptions is automatically going to be wrong. We are in very strange territory. Things are certainly not as we have been told throughout our lives that they are. So we can't analyze situations and understand them through those lenses. They don't make sense. We're just going to have to see what happens. But the idea that after eight years of constantly pursuing Trump and everything that he's done throughout his life, they're finally getting him on conspiring to conceal documents and hide them away from the National Archives. Really? A president is being indicted for that. Give me a break. I'll be back Monday at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic. And Joe Biden will never be president. In my mind, that's the end game. If you're listening to this episode for free, you can support me and support the show and the work I do by signing up for a paid subscription at imyourmoderator.substack.com. You can do so for as low as $50 a year or $5 a month comes out to under a quarter per episode and you'll blast right through the paywall for all of the writing. The merch store is www.cancelcouture.com and you can find everything else by heading to Linktree. Linktree.com slash I'm your moderator. And I'll see you soon out on the range. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm Your Moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. 
If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at imyourmoderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!